How to Teach Your Dog to Make Good Choices. This is MJ's Pet Training Academy Talk with me, Melissa Vieira, or MJ, and with my poodle, Mint, who is helping me out today. He's sitting right here beside me. He's not going to say hi because he doesn't know how to speak on cue, but he is looking at the microphone and wondering who I am talking to. In this episode, I'm going to talk about choice training. So it's important that we teach our dogs and our puppies how to make good choices on their own. What keeps your dog from going in the garbage or chewing up your furniture, digging holes inside your house, like digging on the carpet, jumping on the dining room table, all of these things. What prevents your dog from doing these things in the home. Now, I know these are extreme examples, but I just want you to think about a little bit why your dog chooses to be well-mannered. Is it because your dog is looking for some type of reward from you all the time? Are you constantly telling your dog, good job for not chewing up the furniture, good job for not going in the garbage? Yes, you are when you're training, when you're teaching a puppy or a new dog the rules, then that's important. But later on, you're not really paying much attention to those small things, big things, but small things that your dog does or does not do on a daily basis. Now, is your dog not getting into this trouble because they are afraid of a correction? Have you corrected your dog and that's why they're not doing these things? Or has your dog just naturally learned the rules and how to make good choices? So there's some ways that we can help our dogs make good choices on a daily basis. And this is going to be more directed at things you are doing with your dog. So when you're out for a walk, you go to the park, you see other dogs or people, or you're out in the yard with your dog or puppy, and you're just training good choices. So not pulling on the leash, choosing to check in with you, choosing to ignore distractions. So we're going to focus on those basic manners and life skills, which are oh so important, and how we can teach our dogs to just make good choices on their own. Now we know that dogs are in the moment animals, right? So if your dog makes a mistake, if you leave your dog home, and your dog makes a mistake, something, whatever it might be, has an accident in the house, chews something, and you come inside and you find whatever it is your dog has done and you were to get upset with your dog. Is there any chance that your dog knows what you're getting upset over? Is your dog going to say, wow, an hour ago when you left me alone and I was really bored, I chewed up the table and now you have come home and you're angry with me and I'm going to remember that that must be why. It must be because I chewed the table. Of course not. So your dog doesn't know. They're in the moment. And if you try to correct something that has happened a long time ago, they're not going to really understand. And even if it seems like they look guilty, so if you say, okay, well my dog definitely looks like He or she knows that he's done something wrong. 
But remember we talk a lot about how skilled dogs are at reading our body language. Your dog knows what's up, okay? So your dog can read you probably better than anyone else on what you're going to do, what state you're in emotionally. So if you come in the door and the first thing you see is that the legs of your dining room table or your coffee table or whatever it might be are chewed a little bit and you instantly feel anger, aggravation, you're directing that towards your dog. Even if you don't say anything and you feel that, your dog senses that. So your dog senses your emotional state. Of course, they're going to look guilty. If they have learned, if it's become a routine where when they notice that you are aggravated or angry or frustrated and then you correct them and say, no, that was bad and you, you yell at them or whatever the case is, then they know that that's what's going to happen. So it doesn't mean they feel guilty about something they did an hour ago, right? So it just means that they are reading you and they're responding to how you are presenting yourself to them. So they know they might get in trouble. They don't necessarily know about what. So why do dogs decide to behave? I mean, our dogs, what could they do if, if we're not around? How much trouble could your dog get into if you're not around? Really think about it. Think about how well-behaved our dogs are when we really kind of think about it. I mean, we don't typically, unless you're having some serious behavioral issues, and that's when you call me, but we don't typically come home to big disasters with our dogs. So why do they make these good choices on their own? There's a few reasons. So if your dog's needs have been met, so these are all of your dog's needs, not just food and water, but social needs, emotional, exercise, enrichment. So all of these needs have been met and you're meeting these needs on a daily basis, not just because you know you want to go out for a while and you're going to exercise your dog so your dog will be tired and you can go out and have a good time. No, so you want to make sure that you are meeting these needs on a regular basis with your dog so that your dog has just a healthy emotional state. They're not going to be anxious about you leaving. They're not bored. They're not looking for something to do because they're lacking that in another area. They're not just under-exercised and just looking for something to do to get that energy out. So if you meet these needs, you're making sure you provide your dog with an adequate amount of exercise. That's going to be different for every dog. So just like us, every dog will have different needs when it comes to exercise. You also don't want to overly exercise your dog. This is a a rarer problem. It's not a very common problem to have, but if you were to just all of a sudden dedicate so much time to exercising your dog and you're just working your dog all day, every day, and then, for example, now when we're home, um, a lot of us are home, and then you go back to work and that exercise stops, you just built up a need, a greater need for physical exercise in your dog. So now your dog has a body that is used to running, working, whatever you do. You run, treadmill, flirt pole, doing all these things all day, every day, and you built up a need for that exercise. And then you go back to work 
and you're only walking your dog for 20 minutes a day or whatever it might be, your dog is suddenly going to be deprived of exercise because they have this need for more of it because you built it up. So you want to make sure you're not over-exercising and that's not a typical thing that I see. So that's that's not very common, but it's just some, something to think about. Um, every breed will be different. How you exercise your dog will depend on what your dog is doing. So if you're doing sports or conditioning for any reason and you want to exercise your dog for that purpose um, and also your dog's age, health, right? So all these things matter and that's something you have to figure out on your own is where their their happy places for exercise needs, um, you know, where that balance is. So exercise enrichment we want to make sure, and I'm going to talk about something shortly that I do with my dogs just about every day, every morning, and um, so that'll be a part of this episode, but we'll get into that next. So enrichment, you want to make sure that your dog has plenty of opportunities to work their brain, think, search. You want to make sure you're lighting up that seeking part of the brain, right, that problem-solving part of the brain and that your dog is not bored. Can you imagine if you had nothing to do, you're not challenging yourself, you're not seeing, you're not, you know, activating your senses visually, sight, sight, all these, all these things. I said, I think I said sight twice, but you know what I mean. (laughs) So you want to make sure that you're giving your dog plenty of enrichment, opportunities to be challenged, This might be training games, teaching your dog basic skills, obedience, whatever it might be, tricks. I love trick training because we're giving our dogs a challenge and it's fun. We can just bond with our dogs and train them and do some shaping games and things like that. So you want to make sure you're giving your dog plenty of enrichment, food puzzles, searching games, scent games. If you haven't done any type of scent detection work with your dog for fun, I highly, highly suggest you look into that. I think every dog deserves that opportunity to use their nose because their nose is such a powerful and amazing tool. And when we say that we want them to sniff for a reason, not just sniff because that's what they do out in the yard and out for walks, but we want to direct that sniffing to a purpose and give them a goal that's a really cool thing to watch. They really light up and they love that. So scent detection is a great one. There's so many different things you can do with your dog to make sure they're getting plenty of enrichment. And then there's social needs. So making sure that not just with other people or dogs, but that our dogs are getting a chance to interact with us. When you're giving that enrichment, I don't mean just give your dogs a food puzzle and then leave and and go to work or leave and go on your phone and look at social media. I mean that you're present with your dog and you are giving them things that you do together. So not just things that your dog does on his or her own, but things that you do together. You want to make sure your dog is having those social needs met. Dogs are social animals and it's so important for them to have that interaction from us, from their families and their caretakers. 
So you want to do a lot of activities with your dog and give your dog that undivided attention. Don't just multitask while you're training your dog or you you want to give your dog that undivided attention sometimes. Let them really feel that you are there with them, participating with them, working with them, and that is very important for their well-being. So these are just some of the needs. Um, I'm not going to go too much further into this because this actually isn't even the point of this episode. I'm going to give you some training exercises, but I just want to start with this because if you try to train your dog or ask your dog to behave and you have not met those needs, I just think it's very unfair to our dogs to ask them to be a certain way if we're lacking in an area. So we, we are the ones who want to keep dogs as pets, as animals, and it's our job to make sure we're meeting these needs. So we're giving our dogs everything that they need, and then we're asking them to follow our rules and be well-mannered in the home. You can't just ask your dog to do things for you if you're not meeting all of those needs because it's just just think about the fairness of that. I mean, Think about all the rules we give our dogs, all the things we do with our dogs. That's for us, right? They don't understand. They don't understand why we do things the way we do, why we sit at the dinner table and eat our food and don't want them to beg, why we invite people over and we don't want them to bother those people, um, why we put food into a, a can, a garbage can, and that's not that's off limits. We're not allowed to touch that. So these are all human rules and we make these rules and it's only fair that if we tell our dog, you have to live by all these rules, that we make sure we're meeting our dog's needs and we are paying attention to what they need and not just thinking about what we need from them. So meet all of those needs and then think about the training. So the thing I actually wanted to go into in this episode is choice training. So that's helping your dog make good choices that aren't necessarily sit down come. So these aren't obedience skills. These are just paying attention to small choices your dog makes on a daily basis and giving your dog feedback for that. Simple as that. I think a lot of people's biggest concern with their dogs is once you have trained some basics or even once you've trained to a competitive level, it doesn't matter, whatever you're working on, whatever you are training right now, once you feel like you have something from your dog, you have a few behaviors trained, your dog listens pretty well, and then you go out into the real world and you take this out in the real world, You have trouble getting your dog to listen. So your dog is making the choice to choose the environment over you. To sniff, to look at people, to look at dogs, to look at birds, whatever it is. Your dog is making the choice to choose the environment over you. So that's one area. Helping your dog make the choice to choose you, to choose listening, to choose checking in and paying attention instead of choosing the environment. So that's not really a, a skill such as downstay, right? That's just something, it's a choice. That's a way we want our dog to think. We want them to make that choice on their own without us having to ask for it constantly. You know, ask, well, watch me, watch me, watch me. No, we want our dog 
to just make that choice. So that's one example. Another example is to make the choice that when they see something that's potentially distracting or that potentially is a trigger for just becoming that tornado dog, they get super excited. We can actually teach them to do the opposite of what they want to do. So if your dog gets really excited when a rabbit runs through your yard and your dog starts barking, or let's say when a rabbit runs by the fence, your dog is behind the fence, your dog starts barking, goes wild, and you, you want to stop that. So, it, I mean, this, <laughs> this example is very hard because you can't control rabbit so you can't ask the rabbit like hey can you just run a little further away so I can work my dog under threshold or can you come by at like one o'clock because that's when I'm free to go outside and practice with my dog so it's a little hard because you can't control the environment in this case but I'm, I'm still going to use that as an example so if your dog gets super excited every time they see a rabbit you would train that the thing that is triggering for them so that rabbit is the cue to make the choice to check in with you. So instead of running to the fence and barking or whatever they might do, rabbit is the cue to run and check in with their owner. So give them some attention, give their owner some attention, and just kind of check in, wait for further instructions. Um, I had did something similar to this video on how to teach your dog to stop doing something and, and it's just training them like stop just stop moving and wait for further instructions stop moving and look and that is that can be an actual cue that you train you can have a word for that but you can also train that uh, the environment is the cue so that triggers a stop and look at my owner for further instructions and that's a choice your dog's making the choice I see a distraction but I am going to make the choice to look back at my person Instead of follow up with that distractions, I'd, I'd rather look back at my person. So the way you do this, and this episode would be very long if I go through each and every detail of how you do this, but just to give you kind of a rundown is on a daily basis, you can catch good choices that your dogs make. And I'm going to give you an example my example is I have a puppy right now, Nell. So she is a, a young poodle pup and um, a couple months old. She's, she's pretty wild. Standard poodles, uh, they, they tend to be, they have a lot of energy. So she's smart. She thinks and she wants to play and she has a lot of energy. So one thing I do almost every single day, uh, rain, shine, whatever, it's cold, it's hot. We do this just about every day. I went from doing it about once a week to every day because I enjoy it so much, is I, I bring my dogs outside for their, their breakfast. So they eat in the morning and we, we eat outside. Like I feed them outside and I, I think they really enjoy that and I really enjoy that because that's just my time with them. Like I don't bring my phone outside. I don't think about work or anything else. That's just my time to just be with my dogs and let them just enjoy eating while being in the grass in the dirt think about like what our dogs ancestors would be doing they're not just going to eat out of a food bowl every single day so while they're eating outside sometimes I give them food puzzles 
sometimes I just put the food in their bowl or sometimes I just hide it around the yard. Like I put it in containers and hide it around the yard and let them work for their food. So that's an enrichment thing for them. They're getting to sniff and search and just like be under the sky and in the dirt and breathing in fresh air while they're eating. I just think that's so important and I love it because I just get to be with my dogs and let them enjoy that time outside. So as my example, um, this morning, this was actually this morning and that's kind of what made me think about doing a choice training episode because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about today. So this morning I had Yuri, my Cocker Spaniel, and Nell out at the same time. Mint goes last because he is a slow eater. He doesn't want to eat his breakfast right away. He would rather sniff and hang out and just take his time where the other dogs, they'll eat really quickly. So I put an X pen between them. That way they could have turns, you know, being in the X pen and being out free to sniff around the yard. And Yuri had his food in the X pen. Nell's turn was sniffing out in the yard. Now, when my dogs eat together, if they're eating at the same time, I want to make sure that I am being the referee. I'm not letting anyone else bother. I'm not letting them bother each other because I don't think that's fair when they have to try to eat and worry about the other dog. So they've, they've pretty much worked that out. They don't, they definitely don't fight over food. They don't usually try to go to each other's bowls or anything like that but I still make sure they feel comfortable when they're eating they don't have to try to protect their food from the other dog when it's just the boys Mint and Yuri that's fine they they have a routine down there they've worked that out but Nell is still pretty new in our household she's a puppy and she doesn't know the rules yet so she's she was going up to Yuri where he was eating and bothering her and I kind of gave him a chance to tell her off if she if he wants to let her know that's not allowed I think that's a great thing because I need her to learn that that's not how we eat we we don't bother the other dog so I want him to be the one to tell her a little bit but I'm also going to referee and be there so my poor Yuri can eat his breakfast in peace so she she would go up to him and kind of see see if she could sneak in there and bother him And then she would run back to me, which was great because that's what I want. I want her to say, hey, I'm going to come hang out with you instead. I'm going to make the choice to be with you. So as soon as she would run back to me, I had a few. I took about, I don't know, like a dozen pieces of kibble out of her proportion of her feeding. And I just put it in a bait bag and I had a few of those. So every time she would run back to me, I would give her a piece, praise her. And I didn't let her repeat this. Because I don't want a pattern of, I'm going to go be annoying and annoy the other dog and then run back to you and get a treat. So no, we're not going to do that because their dogs are sneaky and <laughs> I'm not going to fall for that trick, right? So I let her do that once or twice and then she she just stayed with me because she's learned that we don't do those patterns We've in other situations in life. So she stayed with me. She realized, okay, checking in with you got me that treat and praise and attention and I interacted with her so I'm not just like giving her a treat and then ignoring her I'm interacting with her and then she just kind of forgot about bothering Yuri she was over it and she realized that's not what we do so that's just an an example of how to capture good choices if your dog makes a good choice you want to make sure you give them feedback 
whatever that might be. Without creating a pattern of, I'm going to do something naughty and then run back to you and we don't want that to be a pattern, so you just have to be careful of that. But you want to try to catch good choices before your dog even makes mistakes. So if your front door opens and your dog hears the door open and for a split second their eyeballs go to you and they look at you instead of running to the door, that's a good choice. So when they looked at you, be ready to capture that good choice and and let your dog know that's what you wanted. I use that for an example because a common problem a lot of people have is jumping on guests jumping on people who come over. So we really want to make sure you're, nobody coming in should have to deal with getting jumped on by your dog, right? So even if they love your dog, we want to make sure that that is not going to be a problem. That's something super important to train. Train your dog that the sound of the door means to make a choice to look at you. Train your dog that when there's something I don't know, maybe when when you're eating and something falls, you drop a piece of food. When something hits the ground and they hear that hit of the ground, food hitting the ground, that sound needs to check in with you. And I just dropped my bait bag, which I still had on me from training Nell this morning. I'm going to give Mint a treat because he's such a good boy. He didn't go for that. Good boy. Thank you, buddy. So that's actually funny because that's what I was talking about. So train them that if you drop food, make the choice to ignore it. Train them that if somebody comes over, make the choice not to jump. If you are out for a walk, and this is a big one, make the choice to check in with you, walk by your side. If they see a dog, to put their eyes on you instead of the dog. If they see a bicycle, to put their eyes on you instead of a bicycle or a kid, or whatever it might be. So help your dog make these good choices. In the home, when it comes to in the home, you're going to have to, if it's a new dog in the home, or if it's a puppy, you're going to have to capture a lot of good choices consistently. So they don't know, if, especially if it's a puppy, they don't know not to go in the garbage, jump on the furniture, maybe that's allowed, maybe it's not allowed, chew things, they don't know. So it's your job to capture those good choices and teach them. This isn't just about fixing it every time your dog makes a mistake and telling them that they made a mistake. There is a time and place to use an interrupter, a word that just tells your dog, hey, can you stop that and look at me instead of continuing to do what you are doing. There's a time and place for that, but we want to make sure we're capturing good choices as well before the mistakes even happen. We want to just consistently tell our dog when they're doing a great job, when they deserve our feedback, that's when we want to give it to them. Your dog's daily routine and lifestyle matters so much when it comes to how successful you will be with training. So what do you do with your dog on a daily basis? I mean, If you have a a puppy, how are you keeping your puppy from getting into trouble? Is your puppy just going in a crate when you're not watching them? Is your puppy with you all the time, but you're kind of, you're not interacting with your puppy until your puppy does something naughty? So if you're busy typing something on your computer or whatever you might be doing, working on a project, and you're ignoring 
your puppy and then all of a sudden your puppy runs over to the dining room table and grabs your mail off the table and starts shredding it up. And you get up as fast as possible and run over and tell your puppy how naughty that was. Well, guess what? Even that negative attention is social interaction. So your dog is still getting that from you. And hey, that was kind of fun. I got I got my person to get up really, really fast and I'm going to do that again. So we want to make sure we're capturing good choices and not only paying attention specifically with puppies. This is a big one with puppies. We're not only paying attention when they are getting into trouble. To train your dog and help your dog learn the rules of the household, especially pups, we have to be consistently interacting with them. So we have to be giving them feedback. We, we can't just put them away when we don't have time or ignore them for a really long time and then bounce up when they do something bad because they're not going to learn that way. So you want to give them feedback for good choices. If my puppy walks over to her bed, so she has a bed, it's cute because it says I got it around the holidays and it says naughty or nice and nice is checked off. So hopefully we keep it that way because she is a wild child. But if she walks over to her bed and she lays down on her own, no matter what I'm doing, I'm starting to decrease this because she's not as new in my household as she was, but this was especially for the first few weeks and and first month or two. If she walks over to her bed and she lays down and she's not chewing anything she's not supposed to or she's not trying to get my attention by grabbing my my feet or whatever it might be, puppy stuff. She just lays down on her own. She relaxes. I stop. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and go over to her and just say, hey, good job. I don't always give her food. Sometimes I'll give her a treat, but I just let her know that that's what I wanted. She's doing a really good job. And that's that's just an example of capturing those good choices on a daily basis. Don't only pay attention to your pets when they are getting into trouble. There's going to be times where you aren't sure if your if your puppy is just creating a pattern to get your attention, like doing something naughty, or if they're actually trying to make a good choice, and I mentioned that a few times. So one trick I'm going to give you before the end of this episode is specifically for puppies. This will be best for young pups, um, but it, you could you could use it for like a newer dog in the house as well, or it would work for any dog. You can tether your dog to you throughout the day. If you're home right now, it's, it's a perfect time to do this, right? So what you want to do, I wouldn't do this on their neck. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want them tied to something around their neck all day, but put a harness on your dog and go through an entire day. I'm going to do this with Nell actually today um, because I just want to bond with her and to have her be more in tune to me than my other dogs. Like she's at that age where she's looking for leadership Um, you know, from the other dogs and I want to make sure she's getting it from me and not from them. So what you could do is attach your dog, your puppy to you for an entire day. So go through your routine with your dog or puppy with you. And you're going to train that puppy very fast if your puppy is with you all day. If you can't lock away your puppy 
when you're busy or just ignore them when you're busy and you're forced to interact with them and give them feedback all day, you're going to train them very quickly. So with your puppy tethered and make sure you're, I mean, be wise about this. It's just common things that make sure your puppy still has access to their water bowl 24 seven, like never pick up their water, never restrict water from your puppy. So if they're tethered to you, make sure they can still get water and they're not getting tangles, pay pay attention. Having a leash on is dangerous if you're not paying attention because they can get tangled and wrapped up. So they should literally be with you while they have the leash on the whole time. So go through your routine, have your puppy with you, hold that leash or tie it to your belt loop, whatever you want to do, and interact with them throughout the day. That's it. Reward good choices, give them feedback, they check in with you, they settle, they lay down and let out a sigh, they kind of deflate. Those are all things that I would say, hey, that's that's good, that's what I want. I like that relaxation. Um, so give them that feedback, prevent them from making mistakes. They're jumping on you, they're biting you, they're trying to do things that you don't want. You, It's your job to prevent that and redirect them and show them that that's not what we do those aren't the rules we are going to follow. We have to follow the in-home human rules. So help them out. And of course, don't tether your puppy to you all day if they haven't had those needs met that we talked about. So make sure they've gotten a lot of interaction from you, attention, they've socialized with you, they have had that enrichment and played, and you're not just like holding their leash and restricting them all day from doing those things. Puppies have to go have the zoomies. They have to go run and get that energy out. So make sure your puppy also has the opportunity to do that. That's about it for this episode. I hope it just gives you some different ideas on how to just be mindful of the choices that your dog makes on a day-to-day basis and help your dog or puppy make good choices. So it's up to you to just guide them and help them and give them feedback. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that you know how to find me. If if you're listening to this straight from the podcast sites, then you can go over to my website and then you can find me from there. Message, email, whatever works for you. Um, if you are actually on the website, mjspettrainingacademy.com forward slash blog. On this podcast episode, I'm going to put a picture of mint outside eating breakfast so you can see what they look like. Um, his, it's cute because his hair is like a mess. It's morning time. So I'll show you that outdoor breakfast that I, w- I was talking about earlier. And uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys get in touch if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk soon. Get out and play with your dog today. This is MJ's Pet Training Academy. Talk with me, MJ.